0: Hi, I'm Lauren clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Ebony Booth, starring in Dance Nation, playing Off-Broadway at Playwrights
1: Horizons. Welcome. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I've, I've never done anything like this. So it's,
0: oh, it's, I'm glad It feels to... like it's a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. It is. It's true. And we get to have insight into you and your role and the play that we wouldn't get to have without this opportunity. So oh, thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's dive right in. Dance Nation, written by Claire Barron, mm-hmm. about a pre-teen competitive dance squad gunning for national champions. And <laughs> right. You play the role of Zuzu. I do. Tell us about this incredibly
1: complex character. Yeah, Zuzu, I think, um, I think Claire has it indicated on the sort of break the character description page that Zuzu is always second best. Um, so she's like one of the older girls on the squad, which puts her around 13. And, she, you know, she has talent. She has, um, the desire to do it. She shows up and she dances all the time. Um, but she does have that sort of sneaking suspicion that she's not as good as she could be um, and that no matter kind of what she does, no matter how she tries to inform her performances, um, it, it always still feels kind of ordinary and flat, and she's not quite sure how to bridge the gap and become transcendent. hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you were with the play from the beginning,
0: from when Lee Sunday, Evan, your director, became associated with it as
1: well? I don't think so. You know, I would have to, and you might know better than I would, I would have to double check with them, but I'm pretty sure, I did a reading about um, maybe like a year and a half, almost two years ago, um, and I think it was one of the first readings of the play. I think it's when the play's development was still in its nascent stages, and mm-hmm. I got an email from Lee asking if I wanted to come participate in this week-long workshop, and they suggested the role of Zuzu, and I read it, and you know, I read the plane one sitting, and I just – I feel very spiritually in, in sync with Zuzu. So mm-hmm. it, felt, it felt like a really fun fit. And then as we sort of put it on our feet back in the workshop days, it was just – it was just so fun. It was so fun to sort of breathe life into these stories and into this – particularly the age – you know, the ages of these characters felt really, really fun to uh-huh. explore. Well,
0: such a nice coming together of you and Lee's work and Claire's work. Will you talk a little bit about the rehearsal process?
1: Yeah, we um, we started rehearsing back in March, and we had actually had about um, a few weeks prior to actually rehearsal officially beginning. We'd had a work we excuse me we had a week of workshops where we were sort of like like delving into script stuff and trying to figure out what questions still persisted. Um, But once we started rehearsal in earnest, we acted and danced from the very beginning. I mean, we got up on our feet probably on the second day and Mm. we were dancing on the third. Mm. Um, And it was really collaborative. I mean, Lee and Claire uh, placed a really high premium on seeing where we sit with things and how things make sense to us and, Claire is certainly one of the most open writers and I've worked with and was really was really curious about how certain things felt in our mouths. Mm. Um, and I, it's really important, particularly for a piece like this, that was still – there was still so much that was unknown. I mean, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it on the page, but, you know, on the page it's so wild and it's so striking. But it's, there were a lot of questions about how that would translate, um, for a production and how it could really be actualized so it was sure. nice to feel included in all of that and mm-hmm. some of that back and forth
0: mm-hmm. how lovely now Claire Barron specifically chooses to write a play that demands that the roles are played mm-hmm. by actors in their 20s to their 60s
1: yeah while
0: all playing 13 year olds yeah um Tell us about working with such an incredibly diverse ensemble as well as the age challenges.
1: Yeah, it's a special thing. I mean, I like playing kids and I like and I've had to do it before, but not quite in this way where the conceit is so so readily acknowledged. I mean the interesting thing about doing Dance Nation is it's this weird I don't know what the term it, there's this double thing happening because the audience is well aware of our adultness. Um, but really, really buys that we're children and sort of takes the ride. Um, And we have these interesting moments of feeling very, very young and then feeling slightly more mature than the age would suggest, Um, which is fun for an actor, but also to me speaks to something about childhood itself, where children tend to know, I don't know, sometimes they just know a lot more than you think. Um, And so being able to do that with actors, I mean, I'm 37 And there are some, I think our youngest cast member is 21, and we go up to 69. Mm. And all of our different takes on this particular time of life are really different, but there is a lot of overlap, Uh and it's just really, it's really, really fun to watch Ellen, who plays Maeve, you know, Ellen is 60, in her 60s, and it's really fun to watch Ellen become so much younger. Uh-huh. You know, and it's uh-huh. absolutely believable, and your heart just wants to take that young person ride with her, uh-huh,
0: and not wanting to give anything away, she has that magnificent conceit about flying that she
1: Yeah, she does. She does, you know, Claire's script has a few moments where the character, you get a sense that the characters are speaking from a moment kind of later in their lives. Mm -hmm. And it does have a different poignancy depending on the age of the actor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, not wanting to give anything away, uh, you know, Ellen, uh, Maeve's character has a moment about about having lost some of her memories and that there are things that were really important to her when she was young that she sort of can't, doesn't have the same grip on. Mm -hmm. And it's really it's really sad and it's really evocative and it's really beautiful and it resonates so much differently because she's not just a 25 year old pretending to be a child that, you know, she uh-huh. brings all of her sort of wisdom and life experience to these musings. Uh-huh. It's extraordinary
0: to hear you talk about it and realize that there's hundreds of years worth of experience of women mm-hmm. on that stage. <laughs> playing, <laughs> Lauren, it's really true. You know, thir- 13 times 10 and what you bring to it is of course so 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 rich now the new york times writes that dance nation is both blazingly original (laughs) and
1: unsettlingly familiar yeah how do you feel about that quote well i mean it's certainly my it was my experience when i read it and it continues to be my experience as we rehearsed it and as we now perform it Uh um I'm really struck that I've never been in anything quite like this before. And that I've never, seen. Claire has presented things which seem so commonplace, but I've never seen. I've just never seen the experience of young a, girl a getting her period on stage for the first time. I've not quite seen the like interior struggles of adolescence in this way. Mm. And yet one thing that happens, one thing that I've been noticing with audiences is I mean, men, too, for sure, but certainly women. And mm-hmm. a lot of women of all ages just talk about that time.
0: You know, mm-hmm. mothers
1: talk about going through it with their daughters. We had a few, a few women came up to me a few weeks ago who were in their 90s oh. who said, my gosh, I just remember getting my period mm-hmm. and <laughs> I remember not being able to talk about it. And mm-hmm. so... You can hear in the audience, you can hear those sort of grunts of assent and you can hear those sighs of recognition of people saying, like, oh, my gosh, I've been there or I know that's coming for me or my daughter. You know, there's there's just that vibrancy that comes from people saying, I know that. I know that experience. I know that plight and I know that joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Claire has found a way to take something that's very known and make it slightly unknown to us at the same time, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. You you alluded to the audience
0: connecting to it. Do you have any other stories? i hearing their
1: responses. You know, it's funny. I had um, a friend of mine came, um, um, a male friend of mine. He's got three daughters under the age of ten, wow. and he came quite early in the run. And he said, "Wow, so this is my future." And we <laughs> sort of laughed. We sort of laughed because we were like, "Yeah, like you don't know what's in store for you." But I remember when my boyfriend came. And he said, you know, he has brothers, he has one sister who's much older than him, so he was not a part of her growing up at all. And he said, you know, I know this is something that women go through, that I just have no experience of. He's like, this isn't, like, I, he's like, I know it happens, I just have never seen or quite heard or seen it depicted in this way. Um, And I don't mean to focus to sort of hone in on, you know, the male response to it, but I guess... To me, it's been a little significant because these are things that women experience all the time that so many men are thinking of in this novel way. But mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I, I took the subway home last night, I had a woman stop me on the subway stairs, and she was crying, and she, she you know, I think she says she has like a, a four-year-old daughter, and she just said she started crying again as she was thinking of it. She was like, I just want, I just saw myself thinking about what I want for my daughter and her place in the world and how I want her to feel about herself and remembering how conflicted I felt about myself at that age. And she's like, it's just so true. And she couldn't stop crying. And I don't know, it just it resonates so, so much with so many people. And I know that some of the material is really strong, and not everybody wants to take the ride.
0: I understand
1: that. And, and you know, of course, that's well within people's rights. But I think for people who do want to get on board and change the rhythm a little bit and change their expectations of what they think theater can give them, it can be something very fulfilling and really surprising.
0: Most definitely. It's so interesting to hear you talk about it and to have those random encounters oh, yeah, for with cast sure members that are remarkably intense. Yeah. Well <laughs> yeah. throughout Sorry. all of it I think just to um for me to keep in mind that the play isn't what I would call a downer. <laughs> You know, as we're talking about it, it seems so uber-serious and self um, I think it's self-important.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's not at all, and I think that that's something about the times we're in, you know, and we feel like it's, it's hard to sort of not uh, – Project a lot of you know our own sort of current concerns onto the material. Yeah. I think at the heart of the material, and I think what people do respond to the most, is the joy and the levity and the sort right. of feeling of watching these young women and one male dance member sort of dance and push themselves. And I've certainly been able to connect to what it was like to be still abandoned for a lot of that there's a lot of fun to be had, I hope, for people watching the play. You know, I, I mean, it does sound much more serious than it is. It really, right. some of it is just really a romp, you know, and that part is really fun, too. Exactly. And Suzy's <laughs> character in particular, the,
0: the maturity level that the character so often brings to the forefront yeah. in how she manages her own emotional journey. and. Yeah. It's it's with such insight, and it's so touching, and to where she arrives at the end of the play, it's it's very unexpected, and I want to know her. I want to know That's the beautiful.
1: adult Zuzu. Oh, my gosh, Lauren, she's been my fate I, I sound so silly talking about a character and a person, but I do have to say, like, Zuzu has been just such a gift and I don't mean to sound mm-hmm. hyperbolic but I think when I think about what I was like as a young person and my sensitivities and I, I just it just makes perfect sense it made perfect sense for them to con- for me to be considered for this role as opposed to other ones and, and yeah. I feel so lucky in that way and she's so kind of you know insightful and sensitive and and, and I feel really really lucky to take the ride every night you know to sort of go through what she goes through.
0: Right. Well, this has been fabulous. Thank you, Ebony. Oh,
1: Lauren, thank you so much. I'm so, so glad that there are more people wanting to know more about the play. It, it's very special to me. Mm-hmm.
0: You bet. I'm Lauren Snyder with Ebony Booth from Dance Nation, playing off-Broadway at Playwrights Horizons through July 1st. Thank you.